Hello and welcome to Let the Bird Fly, a podcast about living freely in a world given back to us. This is Wade here in the podcast studio, joined by my dear friends and colleagues, the Reverend Dr. Michael Berg and the Reverend Professor Jason Oakland. And we are all recording on a Thursday during a break in our classes, which may become our regular recording time. If it does, that means our episodes will probably be released a little bit later in the week. Well, we, we were normally going to do Tuesday, but your daughter selfishly well, you, got her finger have, broken. Have you not heard about HIPAA? Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out they don't think it's fractured. The radiologist. Oh, good. It. Good. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad. I've been praying. Thank you. Um, <laughs> apologies to my daughter, who's very private information. We <laughs> just shared with <laughs> thousands of people. With do- dozens, dozens yes. of people. Our mothers now know. Our mothers now know. <laughs> And uh, so we are here in the podcast studio on a break from teaching. Our semester has started up. We uh, we had syllabus day Monday and Tuesday, and so uh, my favorite days. Yeah, Wednesday yeah. and Thursday were our first uh, days after syllabus day, where it begins to get a little bit real. And uh, my students have been pretty good so far. I've been happy. Are you gentlemen? Yep, I I agree. I just I've, I'm fresh off of my first college one hundred and one class. Nice. Yeah. And we're only going to say nice things about things, Jason. So I I. Well, why? Why did you assume that yeah. I wasn't? So I had um I had chapel this morning, and uh, so before chapel, I like to be a friendly guy, and I'm kind of working the crowd. I'm I'm welcoming people because I'm people often say that Wade, he is very very welcoming, warm, and I, warm. I noticed, I yeah, the deans came <laughs> in and and had blue shirts on, and then the the head of HR came in and had a a blue shirt on, and so I, I joked with the deans. I said, "Oh, is this like a like a blue?" shirt day for the power players for the admin um and uh and they said maybe you know you never know and uh and so michael is dressed like a pastor today he's wearing his <laughs> clericals i uh am not often dressed like a pastor but i am dressed like a pastor today yeah. because uh because i had chapel Look sharp. and then guess what jason comes in blue wearing? shirt blue shirt yeah, this guy well, is gunning to get out of the classroom. I I was going to wear clericals today, and then that memo came down from from on high and said, you know, hey, blue shirt, just so you know. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well then this I better dude, blue shirt up. And he wants the best staplers, <laughs> the best of staplers. He wants uh, the swing line pro or whatever it is. He wants to move up to that ladder. There you go. Um, and uh, and maybe this provost or president one day. <laughs> Well, we that would be great because uh, your first course of action is to get better dry erase markers. <laughs> yeah, this has yes. been. Um, if you got that, I would be. I'd vote for you. That uh, I've been having to use the spray. Campaign. Yeah, to uh, it's, it's brutal. to clean that. So, um, first classes seem to be going pretty well. Uh, Jason is gunning for a leadership possession. Clearly, I yes. still thought he was in the noob phase of things, but apparently no, he no. is a mover and yep. a shaker and yes. a yes. shaker. That's right. Um, 15, we, uh, let the bird fly as part of the 1517 podcasting network. Um, before we start this episode, our main topic, uh, we would like to thank our listeners for partnering with us during the 1517 annual podcast fundraiser together. Listeners like you join the 1517 podcast network and raising $68,000 in support of the podcasting efforts of the network. And so we thank you for that. I'm assuming of that 68, like 64,000, we're probably... Let the bird fly, listeners. Oh, yeah, I would think something like that and seems mostly from Albania. I imagine. Yeah, it seems uh, just appropriate that that's probably the case. Go to fifteen seventeen dot org. Check out all the stuff that they are doing there. 
Um, today is the aniv- some anniversary for Bo Geertz. His birthday, I believe. Yes. His birthday. And so there's 18% off, I believe. Mm. At 15, 17. Now, if I get this out tonight, it might still be in time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just a good reminder. You go to 1517.org, look at the publishing house. Lots of good Bo Geertz stuff. I will say, since the Bo Geertz anniversary, um, what's up, Roar? Props to our boy Pro, who's mm. been doing all that uh, that translating, and you can go check out his books there as well. Um, is there anything else we're supposed to be saying, Michael? Uh, would you like to do the disclaimer? This show doesn't speak for us. Our churches, our church body. Oh, I messed that up. I've been messing up. T- we're it's all right. Okay, hold on. Let me start. Only one of us in here is wearing a blue shirt for a reason. This church doesn't. S- this show. This show doesn't speak for stuff. I'm taking notes. Not even, uh, not even us. I don't care if you do become dean. I'm still hazing you. <laughs> We've been thinking out loud a lot, and so just chill out. If you get yourself too worked up, just remember it's a podcast, and don't let us get in the way. Fridges around campus. I'd, I'd vote for him for yeah. little um, cheese sticks. Little cheese stick stations. I have I have one in my lunch today. It uh out behind the uh, out behind one of the buildings there'd be a big lettuce farm. Yeah. Leafy leafy vegetables. Lettuce a vegetable or fruit? Vegetable, right? Vegetable. Yeah. So that's fruit. <laughs> be like a later hosen day. Alright, <laughs> we better make our way to this main topic. Now this main topic. Uh, this is this is an important one. It's a step in the right direction. This is the first main topic in a while. Um, we've had a, we have a very established process for main topics normally. Namely, um, I'll say, guys, when we're recording this week, do we have a topic? Um, we'll set up when we're recording, and then no one will say anything about the topic. Then we get here. I turn on the equipment. We start recording. And the last few has just been um, I say the main topic when we actually get to it, mm-hmm. and then we just we kind of riff. Um, this time, Michael jumped in right away. No, it was Jason. But you this said was, this was your idea. This was originally my idea, but because it's yeah. on the board. It's on the board. Well, that confused me yesterday because I went into Michael's office, and I'm like, so what's Jason thinking was wearing an all? Should we like be reading something? And then Michael said that was my idea. Yeah, so I, I have some thoughts. Okay, okay, so you both collaborated, which mm-hmm. makes it even more beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to do... It. Right, yeah. yeah. So we're going to do swearing and dolls. And uh, we're not going to swear. Well, we'll see. No. <laughs> I did not find a beep button. Um, here's what I've got, guys. That We're going to have to pick between these if we want to do um, and something like a bleep button. I Let me see. I'm going to – what might be the best? Yeah, yeah, that would be disappointment. <laughs> we, I guess – I think that's too much praising the swearing. <laughs> this is way too much praising the swearing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So well, how about I, we just not this, swear? Well, this is this is an interesting point because what I meant by swearing was not exactly what you're saying. But before the episode swearing. started, you said um, something like, I'm going to swear so much yeah, or something. Yeah. So <laughs> he did say something like yeah. that, did he not? I, I well, think so, it's yeah. An, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting connection between swearing an oath and then also kind of the 
the shocking swearing of the four-letter words in English. There is a connection there. So can we just go into the main topic, or do you have anything else to say, Wade? Oh, um, also, something we should have said. Yeah, okay, go. No, we're supposed to be doing this more organically, so. Okay. Um, give me a give me a segue here. Uh, say, say something about faith or reason. Oh, you know, it's really hard because we're always in this conflict between faith and reason. Right? Oh, that's interesting you bring that up um, because there's a new podcast for 1517. Excellent. Um, and it's Faith and Reason Exchange. And it's going to release, it did release, August 23rd, Dr. David Anderson and Dr. Adam Francisco. Um, and uh, so check that out. Yeah, it's, I have not listened to it yet, but it's on, it's on the list. I've, I've been really doing Outlaw God recently. Yeah, they're going to be, uh, I'm sure it'll be good stuff, maybe even exploring challenging questions about Christianity in thoughtful, informed, and intellectually st- stimulating conversations. Uh, it, it sounds like maybe it has an apologetic vibe to it, but not just that, right? Like, uh-huh. a, like a, you know what I've been thinking about apologetics is, a good definition of apologetics is just applying liberal arts to the task of evangelism. Yeah, and, and I, I think, think that's a broader... I yeah. think that and this podcast yeah. may help equip a new generation mm. of critical thinkers mm. who can mm. defend their faith with reason and evidence. You know, in chapel tomorrow, I'm going to be talking about, uh, you know, like liberal arts, why that's kind of important. And we use words like critical thinking and being well-rounded. What we really mean is that you're not boring. Yeah. So when you yeah. then... You're not boring. There you go. You're not going to make me in chapel for forgetting and I bet the that, second to no, the last. No, but I verses. bet that podcast. I bet that podcast that you just were were pumping. It's not going to be boring. Bet not. Uh, I bet it's going to be organic. Okay. All right. So what I meant by what I originally Can I said. Ask one question. Yep. Okay, because I think this is a Jason thing, and Jason, answer honestly, because I'm pretty sure you have one of these. Okay. What is, What is the thing that you would most like to buy organic? Like you're in a grocery store, like you, you've never thought about this before. Um, I I guess honestly, or I'm free range or whatever. Like what, what would be your thing? I would say I think the if I if I would pick one thing, probably would be meat of some kind. Just but it's just so much more expensive, so I don't really do that. Okay. I don't. I honestly I'm disappointed. I thought that would have been a Jason thing that you would yeah. have looked at a little bit more. No, I don't really put much stock in that personally, just because I don't know if the cost to, that you got to pay for it is all that much worth the benefit you get from it. That's me personally. Okay. I apologize, but Michael. That was very underwhelming. Yeah. Um, I thought he would have a thing. Okay. So, so swearing yeah. and oaths. So and cursing. Yeah, or cursing, the whole deal. Swearing, cursing, oaths, the whole deal. Vowing. Right? Vowing, the whole thing. So when... Cussing. You're cussing, the whole thing. Man, spitting. Spitting. <laughs> spitting venom. Now, um... <clears throat> When we use the word like swear or, or cuss, uh, that kind of stuff, um, what we mean is to shock somebody with something that is uh, taboo, right? So a taboo would be something that's either something so sacred you don't touch or, or it's something so evil and, and uh, profane and forbidden that you don't want to, to touch or whatever. And so swear words, are, I, I think are kind of interesting because swear words have something to do with that particular culture. What is the most sacred thing or what is the most 
uh, evil, forbidden thing, and it, it often comes out in swear words, right? And, I mean, sometimes that would yep. be like, you don't even want to talk about right. it, right? right? It's kind of the he who must not be named idea, yep. right? That, yeah. And so because you don't want to talk about it, then you talk about it to shock somebody, right? Now, what what we mean when we talk about the second commandment in the in the in the classic way of ordering the commandments that you shall not misuse the name of the lord your god uh luther applies that to you know swearing cursing and and, and that sort of stuff and so yeah very good Found a beat. Oh, yeah. excellent a beat. it's okay it's, it's very okay. delayed on youtube yeah. though i had yeah. to there was a 15 minute ad to get to a one minute okay. video um <laughs> or one second <laughs> all right so now now we're talking about something different. We're talking about using the name of God to, to make a vow, like, or um, I swear to God that I'm telling the truth, or that you're you're asking God to curse somebody. But those two things are, <laughs> those two things are related in a certain way because you're using something sacred for a purpose that maybe isn't so so sacred or sh- or should be sacred but you're not treating it in the same way it's a roundabout way of saying words and names matter right and and what i tell the kids when i'm trying to say okay here's the difference between what i say cursing and swearing as i'm trying to teach the second commandment is to say we're not talking about four-letter words here in fact uh sometimes a good four-letter word in the right situation not only would be appropriate, what could be helpful to the situation. Now, you're not going to want to, you're not going to want to. I'll stop now. I just, okay. I thought four-letter word was pretty, pretty racy, and so right. it deserved multiple beeps. Well, well you know, <laughs> you prove the example of somebody who needs attention by doing something that mm-hmm. would be right. I'm so. going to, uh, I'm going to go ahead and mute myself. I'm going to mouth these things, but okay. just in case somehow it came through. Okay. Okay, now, what I say to the students is, we, now, you shouldn't use a four-letter word around your, your, your grandma or something like that. And if you're, if you're the type of person that is always saying, ready? I muted myself. Okay, yep. You're always the person who's always saying, F this or F that, then you are the, you, you need a, Better vocabulary. Your vocabulary stinks, right? Yeah. And so a four-letter word in an in a, in a appropriate situation uh, can get a point across in a legitimate way, but it shouldn't be you're trying to offend just to look at yourself. You shouldn't, tr- you should be, you know, don't do it in front of your grandma, know the audience. And if you're always using it, then it becomes, it doesn't have the power anymore. And quite frankly, you should expand your vocabulary. So, And, and that speaks to kind of the, the boring element of things, again, yeah. that we touched on a bit yeah. earlier. But, yeah. yeah. So when well, and it not only boring, but lazy. Lazy. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly there, right. Yeah, there you go. Use Which a different is, word. I mean, we've seen just in our, in our own culture, um, we've become lazier to where much of what passes for humor mm-hmm. is, is just, I mean, there's always been a, place for colorful jokes whatever but a lot of it is just or even look at when people are trying to make a point or campaigning for something now often just vulgarity is included as if it like wins an argument or shuts down a debate yeah yeah this is an interesting broader episode idea of like 
um, you know, what happened to satire, right? That's that's been cheapened. Uh, free speech and comedy together; uh, those things are all all sort of related. So what? There, there is a connection here, but they are separate things when we talk about using the name of God to either swear or to, to, to make a vow or to curse somebody. And, and, and there's one four-letter word. Ready? Hold on. There's one four-letter word that you don't want to use because it has, it has some, some powerful meaning, and that is if you say, God, damn it, Right? Because then you're asking God to curse somebody. To be clear, Mike somebody. did not say that part. He said it. Yeah, that's right. That was the... <laughs> I didn't, wasn't sure about the beep. Now, listen <laughs> up. Listen up. My point in bringing this up is, number one, the power of making I'm a putting vow. putting the beep away. So if you want it, you're going to have to give me like a little head okay. time. And <laughs> okay. Like for, maybe I can just beep myself. Be like, beep. Son of a beep. Okay, let's just stop even... Let's <laughs> stop dancing on the edge here, Michael. <laughs> Now, there's kids listening, yeah, perhaps. Point number one, I bet you they love it if they are watching. <laughs> now, point number one is the power of the name and asking God to do something. So when you say, I swear to God or God deit, fill in the blank there, mm -hmm. you're asking God to do something. And if you don't think God is listening or doing it, you are misusing, you, you are, you are, using these words not knowing what their power is that's point number one well and not just the, i mean you're using the power of the name but yeah as you're getting at the, the power of the word like what you're wishing yeah. on someone yeah. or is, upon yourself right is yeah. something yeah we're not called to dispense to begin with anyways yeah. judgment is left yeah. to, right ultimate judgment is left to god yeah, yeah. and and we'll, we'll come back to point one point number two is um, this idea that the ancient Near East was a very, 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 very violent place. I mean, we, we you know, child sacrifice for crying out loud. And MMA fighting. To, to the extreme. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. No tapping out. Yeah. Nope. Now, <laughs> no but, padded mats. But, Wade and Jason, there are certain things, and this is true about different cultures today, where we. There, there is an absolute morality, right and wrong, but certain cultures will highlight or emphasize one morale, more, one thing that they want to be morally superior about, and the other thing they'll be like, it's not, not a big deal. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, in America, drinking too much, A, it happens. In other cultures, uh, that's a big deal. Or losing your cool is a big deal, where it's not that big of a deal in America. We kind of pick and choose our moralities. Well, in the ancient world... You know what you can kind of do with lose your cool? I just thought of this, never thought about it before. So you're losing your cool like you should be cool-tempered, not hot-tempered. Yeah. But it's also not cool to lose your cool. Absolutely. So when you're losing your cool, like you're, you're getting hot-tempered, you're also losing your cool like you're not being cool. Hey, I'll tell you what, there, there is a, actually a book that, that plays with that a little bit. Really? Um, he uses it on, I'm losing my cool, like my street I credibility. I first. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the, the names right now, but I'll, I'll get to you back. Okay. Let me, let me focus now. Point number two is that even though they may have been quite debaucherous and violent back then, there were certain things that they were more, they were, let's say, morally superior to us. One would be hospitality, and the other one would be taking people's words seriously, and you... You, when you made a vow, it actually mattered, right? So in our certain context, 
we don't really work, get worked up about people who fudge the truth or lie to us. But back then, taking a vow was a serious deal. And so we go around saying, I swear to God, I swear to God. I don't think you would have done that. Even if you were They would outside, have been fearful of putting that on They would have been yeah. fearful of the actual God coming down and cursing them what if is they it? didn't keep it. Or Jephthah or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, the, is that yeah, the dude? Yeah, who, yep. I mean, that's the, the quandary there seems foreign to us of right. like, why would this, Why would there even be a quandary? He just made a foolish vow, like, don't follow through. Like, right. that was, yeah. Or, or even the power of words, like when, when um, Isaac accidentally, mistakenly blesses Jacob when he thought it was going right. to be Esau. Why didn't you just take it back? Take it back. Well, the words are out there. Words have power. Yeah. Right. It's not a. It's and somewhere different between somewhere between the magical. The words have have they just have this like magical occult power to a static thing, which is our modern way of thinking about it. We we. We reach over the text and we manipulate it. It it's 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 got a it's dynamic. It's got a dynamism. Yeah. It does something. It's not magical. Right. Can, and this it, is what Mike says to me yeah. when I'm like, "Well, why can't we just take back Jason's call?" Yeah. And out he's there, like, man. "The words are out there. We we put them it's out, out there, there man." Because I've tried and, and yeah. we've made yeah. a promise. But it is. I will say this too. This is also right. We see in our own day with political leaders, I would say just in the last few decades, on every side of the aisle, like there's always been jokes about, oh, politicians, you know, lying politicians, but much more a willingness by many people to forgive or grant a lot of leniency to playing fast and loose with the truth in very public ways. Oh, yeah. Um, this, There's cultures where maybe they would have been okay with all sorts of different scandals, but this would be like a non-negotiable. Yeah, yep. Your leader's word needs to be your leader's word because as I believe Socrates said, word is bond. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there are non-negotiables. Um, maybe that's, a, that's, a, that's maybe a scary thing in our own current climate. Are there any non-negotiables left? Oh. Right, that's a big deal. So let's go back to point one, which was um, the idea that if I'm making an oath, like I swear to God, or I'm asking God to curse somebody, so either making an oath or asking God to curse somebody, stop and think about what you're saying. So this is why I think our parents, maybe it's not maybe the case anymore, but our parents probably were like, okay, they didn't want us to say the four-letter words but you really get in trouble if you said, I swear to God, or oh my God, or God damn it. We're, right? we're, Beep. So you were late on that. Where were you? I told. Did I not <laughs> okay. say I put it away to give me <laughs> yeah. a little lead time? That's right. right yeah. now. Kate, and it's just a side tangent because I think it's yeah. a good gauge of the household that we grew up in. Yeah. Were you guys allowed to say that, that like something S-U-C-K-S? Not until late, not until we got to be adults, and then it, I think it was just such common parlance yeah. that they gave up. Yeah, I would see. Would I seem. would say in high school it, it it started to be able to be able to slide, but yeah. that was a big one. Oh yeah, yeah. That um, for a different reason, but anyway. Um, right. No, just yeah. if that was a bad yeah. word or not, because yeah. and then you go to school and there'd be like kids, they're like everything. Right. S u c k s, and then right. like, you know. Well, and this is this is the delicate dance that you you as a parent so you also weren't allowed to say it right yeah okay. that was at least for a time yeah it was a delicate it's a delicate dance where you know i wouldn't know what sin was unless the law was there uh, yeah right. so i would say we all yeah. grew up in a fairly 
strict households, basically. Modest households. Yeah. yeah. Modest. Modest is a good word. I wouldn't say like it was strict, but we were we weren't flashy yeah. with our words or and let's not you know, say swear words. anymore. Even if you're illustrating it, which is a educational <laughs> use of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can we just stop it, Michael? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll say, "Gosh dang." Yeah, but I was always told that you, you, the meaning's still there, so you better not even say that. Gosh dang, darn it. <laughs> All right. Man. I was, we were not even supposed to say G's. Really? Yeah. Because I, that's I heard that short for, too, yeah. for, for, you know, we had a lot of for the sake of St. Peter or for Pete's sake. Yeah. Pete's we sake. were allowed Pete's to say, Pete, we were allowed to say Pete's sake though. Yeah. Who uh, cares about the apostle? Were you allowed <laughs> to say cheese and crackers? Uh, we, that was not in our vocabulary. Geez Louise? Sure, I don't know. I don't remember. Because technically, it has the component. Yeah, we didn't live in the. But I always thought Jesus was spelled with a G. Yeah, we didn't didn't live in the 1950s, so I don't know why Uh, we would have said that. I still say G's the weed. Jeepers too. Jeepers creepers. All right, so (laughs) my grandma used to sing that G. I hope that's not like some old song that turns out as way bigoted or racist. (laughs) Probably. You know, I'm gonna look up the words. You know, Jeepers. Yeah, I I I know that one. Yeah. Now, the point here is that you think that's if you're saying. If you're saying God, D-A-M-N, a inanimate object, you really are not getting what's going How on. How about if we say Beaver Dam, Wisconsin? Okay, we'll say Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. <laughs> All right, now, if you're asking God, here's the, here's the one point that people don't get. It's like, if I swear to God that I'm telling the truth, the, the actual oath there is to say but if i'm not may god curse me like why would you do that yeah. and the point here is why are you making promises when god is the one who should be making promises to you that's the the fundamental point and if you're the type of person who has to rely on i swear to god i swear to god maybe you should just be honest and let your reputation be your reputation yeah and i think that speaks as much to your take on god as the type of uh the the uh, quality of your own character, right? Yeah, that right. that if yeah, yeah, I mean if your word is not trustworthy, then yeah. you need to appeal to this. But right. and I think the the other point, and this is going into a, the point two there of the ancients, <laughs> why they why they cared so much about these these vows, is because they believed in a world that that had God involved in it. Only in the modern period where we put God either. Uh, to the trash, he doesn't exist, atheism, or he's impersonal deist, or in the modern religious way, he's distant, he's up in heaven, and he doesn't really, kind of a sleepy grandfather kind of thing. I was trying to wait right? for Mike to get disgusted, yep. but he's, he's being a trooper about that. <laughs> and, uh, I want you guys to know that I've, I've, the lyrics are showing up as they do this, and I see nothing terribly bigoted or sexist yeah. so far. So it's, it's, it's God beep it, wait, will you <laughs> shut that beeping thing? It's always, it's off? always nice to find out something from the past uh, is, oh, okay. okay, maybe. Now let me make a point here. Because I would hate to think my lovely grandma used to sing that frequently, and if okay. it turned out that was like okay. something okay. terrible. Okay, right. Now. Like about genocide or so something. So in, in, the, in the modern world, we've separated the physical from the spiritual, and we put God, if he does exist in heaven, and, and if he is personal, he's got sort of a plan for us and that kind of thing. But if you were in the ancient world, you lived among the gods or you lived among the god. Right? He, was, he, was the, he was right in the temple. Uh, he was walking around the person Jesus Christ. 
Um, so whether if you were a believer or not, you lived in this. And, and I think using these words and these oaths um, with the ramifications of those things, that you're either asking God to curse somebody or that you're asking God to curse Okay, now, <laughs> listen up. I have to go teach a class here, so just listen. I'm trying to dial it in. I don't know what you guys yeah, are doing. Okay, no. <laughs> I've um, been about as productive as I've ever been on one of these. <laughs> um, if, you, if your God is not a threat, then you can make promises that you know will not fu- you're not going to fulfill. And you can, you can ask God, who you know is not going to answer you, about cursing somebody else. Right? So this is a very modern thing compared to an ancient thing that was very concerned about the words. So uh, we just had uh, the martyrdom of John the Baptist, and it's, it's again, one of these curious things where um, Herod uh, makes, this, makes this vow. I'll give you, he's kind of probably half in the bag, and he's like, right. I'll give you whatever, half up to half my kingdom. He made an oath in front of people, and uh, what does she want? What does the, does the dancer want, Right. Uh, John, uh, uh, the, the head of John the Baptist. And he's even like, repeats it, I think, yeah. right? It's in, it's in there twice. And he's like, I don't want to do that, but I made a vow. Yeah. I made a vow. I think that's part of the story. It's not the whole story, but it's part of the story. He has to do this. And so he's like, well, I got to kill a guy. Why? Keeping your promise was a higher moral good than not killing somebody, Right. And um, we can also think of, uh, you know, cutting a covenant, the animal being cut literally in two the long way, and the people who make the agreement walk through the bloody uh, corpse. The indication is that if you don't keep your side of the bargain, that's how you're going to end up. Um, the, the, the ancient Israelite handshake up into a guy's inner thigh, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position. That's so foreign to us, right? And I think the advice that I think we give to people is maybe they got it right. Like, I don't think we should, you know, handshake that way anymore, but yeah, um, there's probably some things that are good, good to leave yeah. in the past, <laughs> you know, cutting the covenant, but yeah, yeah. Um, like we're so flippant with our promises and our vows Th- that that's a moral blind spot for us. In, in our society, we understand that the advertisers are, are lying to us, the politicians. We just readjust, uh, we recalibrate, and we go about our day. But there's something about us making promises knowing that we're not going to fulfill them. And, and the point there is, let God be the one who gives promises. You don't promise things to God. And, and when you really think about making promises and oaths, there's probably only a handful of things. Like maybe I can get them on one hand, right? You get married... Join the military, serve on a jury, um, your confirmation, 
uh, you know, you, 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 you start a job that's serious, like ordination, but there's other jobs where you take a vow, like uh, promise in the, in the legal field and the, the Hippocratic oath yeah. in the medical field. Other than that, law enforcement. Yeah. Other than that, I'm pretty sure you probably shouldn't be swearing to God. Yeah. And the reason is because your promises stink. <laughs> and this is not about your promises. It's not about human promises. It's about God's promises. And what a sacred thing it is to use God's name in a promise like this. And, and when we do that, for instance, for like ordination or, or being commissioned or, or being installed, and we say, and God help us, you know, we, we, we confess our frailty there, right? And so to use the name of God's name as for shock value as if it was a four-letter word without considering the ramifications says something about our theology that God is distant and he's not really listening and he's not going to come through with these promises. The Old Testament believers did not think that way because Isaac put that word out and he's like, I can't, I can't put it back in. And, and, and this is a, another topic uh, that's deserving of its own episode is, is words that go out from the author's mouth, right? And so a, a postmodern literary theory has a point here that when, when the words come from the author's mouth or the author's pen, they are heard in different ways by different people. It's, it's, letting, it's letting the calf out of the stall. Now, we wouldn't go so far as to say there is no such thing as the author at all, and all these words are only then interpreted by the, the, the person who comes with baggage. We would, not, we, we, would, we would say that's ridiculous and going too far and has certain philosophical and epistemological ramifications that are going to be anti-good philosophy and anti-scripture. Uh, but we do admit that the words go out and people hear them in a certain way. And I think there's some truth to that being connected to, again, I'm not looking over this static thing like a scientist looking uh, through my microscope at words. This is a living, breathing thing that goes out. And God says, my word has a, 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 a dynamis to its dynamic. It's, it's sharper than a double-edged sword. It has creative power. It can go out. Words go out and do damage, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, reader response criticism is a thing, yeah. and there, there's something to that. But if it becomes your only thing, then you're yeah. Not, now you're now you're in trouble. You're, you're you're going to find your way into trouble pretty quickly because uh, yeah, there's more to it. And, than that. and it's not respecting, the, ironically, right. not respecting the power of words by yeah. limiting it to only power structures and like reader. Yep, you know, yep. You're not you're not respecting the the, the power and all get more and more. Jesus is the word. This is kind of part of the whole deal. Um, and, and words really, 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 really matter. And it is the question of our day. Uh, it's a hermeneutic question. How do you interpret texts? Mm -hmm. Through just the, the lens of power or through, uh, you know, uh, a modern, very black and white? Well, I, I, I think both extremes have a problem with that. And the solution is a very incarnational logos. Yeah, like a, there's, a, there's a creator God who, who, who took on flesh and gave us the ability to see his word and he who is the word. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all good points. Yeah. Yep. Well, we're, we're kind of, I think, wrapping down here. Michael has places to be, I have places to be. Jason, I assume, has some enchanted existence yeah, right, to yep. go off to. That's right. Um, He's got the, the back smoky room with all the blue shirts. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Michael, I thank you for this topic. I think it was good. I could have used it with a 
little. I could have lived with a little less color, <laughs> um, less colorful language. But, but uh, would you agree that a, a little dash of color can be? Helpful? It can sometimes can spice up life. Yes, yeah, can yep. be helpful. That's um, it. And so, your word matters. Be careful with your words, but use them well, which sometimes even means a little spicy. Um, we'll remind you as we close out, since Jason never does, um, you can go to letthebirdfly.com, go to Germany Trip 2024. Uh, Jason and I will be leading a 11-day Germany tour, Experience the Cradle of the Reformation, May 13th through the 23rd of 2024. Um, there w- is still a $50 discount if you register by September 13th, 2023. encourage you to check that out. Otherwise, um, swear when appropriate, like... Um, they both went appropriate. On a trial, you know, you're going to be on a jury. Probably don't need to curse. Yeah. Never. I would avoid it, quite frankly. Uh, and uh, and otherwise, uh, just generally, let the bird fly. Another round, another round, one more round, get me down.